What's up, everybody out there in podcast world? My name is Eric Dane Jacqua, and you are listening to Rep Your Set. Today is Halloween of 2021, and Holly and I just released a new song, a cover song of Sam the Sham and the Pharaoh's Little Red Riding Hood. And uh, you should check it out. It's on the Madhouse Gossip page uh, on Instagram and Facebook, which is also the same costumes we wore last night at the Pistol Whip show at Ethnology in Elk Rapids. And that was that was awesome. We did a costume contest. Um, the crew at Ethnology were all dressed up like uh, the characters from Hocus Pocus. And then another set of quote-unquote sisters from the movie showed up and it made like a huge entire entirety of uh, the movie cast it was it was pretty sweet we gave out a bunch of prizes and stuff and yeah all in all it was a pretty awesome show um this podcast that you're listening to is featuring uh, a dear friend of mine from long long ago um we grew up in the same area got into trouble together and uh played a lot of music together we we cut our teeth at the same time um in multiple bands together over the years and it was really cool to get to sit down and, and talk about all those things and um and learn some some other things that i didn't know about um about darren when he went to uh, korea and, and well you know what you just you just gotta wait and listen to the podcast at the end of the podcast um have a song from the brothers crunch that uh, i'm pretty sure is premiering on a repair set it's called space jesus so check that out at the end and without further ado darren bloom warning rep your set may contain explicit content not suitable for kids all content is intended for entertainment purposes only listener discretion is advised <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, yeah, and poor Micah, you know, he's just he's such an <laughs> angel. He's yeah. like, what is going on? Damn it, Darren. That's, uh. Of course, he wouldn't even say damn it. Yeah. Shucks, Darren. Uh, yeah, he, he. The lead singer of one of our first bands, Micah Mitta. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Micah. <laughs> breathe out, breathe, man. I, I, I love that album, uh, Magic Central. Mm, so good. I I got that one on vinyl. Me too. Yeah. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. Yeah, man. They almost have a million views on swimming on uh, Spotify. Nice. I'm like, I'm just watching it, waiting for it. I texted Mike the other day. I was like, dude, you almost got a million, buddy. That's cool. Good do, job. You, do you see him a lot or? Yeah, he's he's in Traverse a lot. And um, what's up, Micah? If you're listening out there, Micah. And I swear I am gonna come. Frisbee golf with you at the at the library before before winter hits, and nice. if I don't, we'll just go cross country skiing. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and we'll make Eric come because because we're all living out in Hartwood. At some yep. point, all of our parents are still all out there. True. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it would be sweet to be to all come back out there, you know, as old men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's always been my plan. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. Yep. So we grew up in a pretty, pretty cool place. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I remember, you know what? Maybe, okay. Maybe we should <laughs> talk about how we met. 
No. <laughs> Wait, no. Damn it, I was hoping that wouldn't come up. Of course it's going to Yeah. Oh, my it's God. Just a... The first time I met this dude, think he fucking... You were t- South Park was co- had just come out. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that are older than 30 and remember that. I think I went down to Morgan's house to get my copy of The Mask on VHS because mm. he had it. VHS had just come out. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I'm, and I met Darren and within... 20 minutes him and morgan our friend were uh, following me back home not saying much but throwing rocks at me like just following me up this steep ass hill this driveway that we that we all kind of lived on and this is not and, true and, and i would turn around and you guys would just be like hey <laughs> like like just goofing around and i'm like okay we were trying to and get then, you to come back and play with us i think you wanted to, you wanted to go home and get yeah, dinner or something yeah i had to go home Oh yeah, and then it was it was getting dark or something. And then I get hit by a rock and I uh, start crying. And I was I hate that Darren Bloom. And then we end up, you know, becoming best friends. I would say. I think we we became or the next time we yeah you wouldn't talk to me for a while, hang out with me for a while. But then I think we broke into a house together. Yeah, I think that's that's (laughs) I think that is what happened. That is exactly what happened. Yeah. We broke into an old abandoned house. Yeah, and I think when you do something illegal with someone that just bonds oh, you back. Oh, you're friends forever. Yeah, you that. have to be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't. You know, hey, man, you're not going to say shit, right? Are you sure? Well, what are you doing tomorrow? No one lived there for the listeners. Yeah. But we did break. <laughs> Pretty sure it's still we found breaking. A bunch of, we found a bunch of Nazi shit in there, too. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, actually, I don't. There was, <laughs> yeah. If you break into a house as a child and and there's tons of stuff in it, but no one's lived there for years. I mean, it was like it was like they just walked out of the house and didn't do anything. There was to cool it. stuff in there. It was super odd. It was like there was stuff on the counter, and you know, it was just weird. Like we all took something from it, but then we all like were like, "This is this is like I don't even know what happened." I threw I, it all I, away. I took an Afghani rug and a tobacco. <laughs> I had old taste and I remember we were with someone and we went to the the graveyard next to it. that that whole stretch was a weird ass stretch. Then we there went was, into a, a falling down cabin and smashed jars of pickles. Yeah, it was no. Yeah, the, we we kept saying to everybody that went there like, dude, a witch lived here because there was like a big bowl, like some type of just bowl, you know, like a mixing bowl that was there. Yes, I remember. And a rat hole in the middle of the floor, like a, a hole. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a cool cemetery right across the street. Like, where the fuck did we grow up? <laughs> Down the road, there was Sacred Sparks. Like, yep, a store run by <clears throat> witches and wizard, a witch and a wizard. Yeah. Self-professed witch and wizard. We really did grow up in a. <laughs> In a magical <laughs> fucking place <laughs> full of witches and Nazis and junkyards and yeah, junkyards, dude. Oof, the best. Yeah, you'd sneak into other people's backyards and just rummage through these junkyards and smash out car windows. It's beautiful, dude. We used to, me and Morgan used to steal cigarette butts from my dad, and we'd steal his bottle of Stetson cologne so we could cover up the smell. <laughs> yeah, we went out to the junkyard though. 
the one across the field from my house. We went out there. We were smoking cigarette butts. And then we started pouring the, the cologne on the ground and lighting it on fire. And we started a fire that we had to run around and stomp out. And we were like freaking the fuck out as it was happening. And like in the beginning, it was Sweating like. Sweating and screaming. Like, oh, ha this is fun. And then we're playing. And then it's like, oh shit. All of a sudden, there's a line. It's like, this is not <laughs> playing. This is not fun. Like we're, we are in big trouble. But <laughs> yes. Oh man. That, yep. So yeah, we mm. we started playing in high school together in what, ninth grade? Oh yeah, isn't this a music podcast? This is. <laughs> it's not a criminal <laughs> history podcast. <laughs> Your criminal That's record. the one I want to start if I ever start a podcast. Anyway, yeah. This will be I read the intro it. to that. Yep. Uh yeah, I, I was thinking about that today because you know, um, I knew I was going to be on this podcast tonight, so at work I was, yeah, trying to remember some things. And we probably started learning guitar the same day because a kid brought in an old silver silver tone in oh, eighth Jesse. grade. Yeah. And we'd sneak off into the library and just play that guitar any chance we got. We'd like be late for every class because we'd be running into the library yep. to play this old awesome sweet silver tone made out of a countertop it was like probably from the 50s i imagine yep and it, he had the uh the original amp with the uh or the case it's the guitar case with the amp right in it and it would pick up mexican uh radio whoa yeah, we'd be at his house and we'd have it on and all of a sudden there'd be like mariachi music playing. And he's like, yeah, the, this happens all the time. When, every time I plug this in, this does this. You hear it in the background and sometimes it's more or less. Yes. And that, yeah, that was Jesse Meininger. And he almost gave me that guitar when my house burned down. Do you remember mm. that? Yes. He, um, oh, yes. Yeah, my, so... My house burned down and we lost all of our music equipment and Jesse, it was like, it was like every, it was the community guitar that everybody played and like, I would take it home like, yep. and then he was like, you should have it, your house. And then I, I played it for a while and then I was like, here's your guitar back. Like, I'm going to get a new guitar from like the insurance and money. that thing's probably worth way over 10 grand i'm sure it's i mean it played really good and yeah it all worked i mean or for all we know it could be worth freaking 50 who knows who things knows? awesome in the case beautiful yeah. yeah they're famous for being made out of countertops yeah yeah um yeah so you know we'd have whatever 20 minutes after lunch so i feel like you would take it home the most of like eric would teach us teach everyone in the circle like Secret Ancient Man, or the first riff to like a Stone Temple Pilots yeah, song, like plush. and then we'd all learn that one lick, yeah, as fast as we could, and so on. yeah, every day like that, yeah, and yeah, that was the beginning, and uh, I knew I had. Let's see, that was eighth grade, so I learned. I learned my first drum beat maybe a year before that. So I knew like the standard one, two, three, four on the floor rock beat. Where And where did you get the drums? Kick like two, where, snare like, four. Where, where, like who, who, uh, who had the kit before? Park had a uh, crappy old TKO, that black drum kit, which actually I still have a lot of pieces of that kit still. And yeah, it was like a $300 drum kit with cymbals. So you can imagine how crappy that drum kit is. <laughs> you can't even... Get. That's the one that, that has like the dare <laughs> sticker on it, right? 
It did, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, you were playing that at a gig, I remember. Like at the at the tannery, like two twenty back in the day. Wow, yeah. And Oh yeah, so one day Mike Micah said, Hey, you know like let's start we're we're gonna start a band. I know Matt Berge is going to be the lead guitar player and like, you know, a drum beat. So you're going to be the drummer. <laughs> I finally learned a few chords. So I'm going to be, you know, the singer, the, the rhythm guitarist singer. Well, and you guys had been writing little songs together, like your whole lives though, right? You and Micah. Yeah. Banging on pots and pans and playing fake chords that we'd make up. And yeah. yeah, I was the drummer even then. And I guess I just was bound to be a drummer. Cause yeah, I grabbed the wooden spoons and the pots and pans, like literally. And and so when he said that, I said, "Oh man, uh, this guy Eric Jakeways, uh, you had just got a four-string PV bass." And I was like, "And you were already learning like songs on that." I said, "This guy's got to be the bassist," you know. And th- this all happened within the space of a year. It's insane. We we had a we were in a band. When we were still in eighth grade, I feel like just start grade. Yeah. Well, you and I, we, you we and I did the, the talent show in eighth grade. Graduation. Where, yeah. yeah, where we played "Cakes I Will Survive," mm. just like an instrumental version. You on guitar and me on bass. Yep. And I still have the photos. Yes. I have the photos that your parents took, and it's the best because it's us in the forefront. But you know, like she's sitting in the the. Um, the uh, the bleachers and and there's a lady by her like you see this other woman in the shot kind of on the corner and it's us and then it's like another one with the flash on and the lady like turns her head and like looks and gives like a huh like a fuck you look and then the next photo we are not in focus and it's this lady giving your mom a pissed off look and I have it it's like this funny progression of like your mom taking photos and then some lady getting pissed off and giving her like this, like, Hey, like, look, you know what I think it was. I remember my dad screaming when we finished, I've got blisters on my fingers. Oh my God. From the beat. And I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. I was really embarrassed at the time. Like what? Why is my dad screaming? I've until I listened to the white album again later. And it's, it's right. John Lennon screaming at the end at Helter Skelter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, I forgot that. So I bet yelling. she was mean mugging my dad. She was probably thinking the same thing to me. Like, who the hell is this crazy old <laughs> man <laughs> screaming next to me? It wasn't my mom taking photos. The eighth graders. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> In front of half our town. Yeah. Our yeah. little ass town. Yeah. Well, it was little. I don't know how big it is now. It got smaller. Yeah, and then it probably got smaller again since the Ironworks moved to Elmira. Yeah, true. Not Ellsworth. But the potato burger. <laughs> the potato burger. Yeah. Um, yep. And then, well, because we named the band Star Graven. Well, Pat, Pat, it was Farewell, Actually, Farewell st- Fountain in the very you beginning. You bastard. Yes. Farewell Fountain, <laughs> and and it was. I remember the story because I was horrible like, name. I was like. <laughs> Right, it is, yes <laughs> But I remember being like, what does it mean? And Micah was like, I just had a dream And it was like this guy on stage And like, then green ooze started coming over his head And he was like, farewell fountain And then everybody started cheering and saying farewell fountain And I was just like, that's the name of the band? I'm like a 14 year old, like, okay, cool And 
and uh, Pat uh, Curtin was on bass. Yep. And it was like you guys were the band, and I remember watching you guys play one time before I joined the band. Yep. And I was like, oh my god, I want to be in a band. Like that was the moment where I'm like, I need to be in a band. Holy shit! Then I got a bass. I I think partly because you're like, you should get a bass. And I was like, okay, I'll get a bass. Like I just was like, sure, got it. And my dad taught me an A scale. And that was literally the first bass line I put in a song was like an A, basically an A scale. A lot of Star Grand was an A, I feel like. Yeah. E and A. Definitely. Yeah. That's the only chords we knew. <laughs> and uh, D. Yeah. Pat was not very happy about that. Because I remember the first day of school in ninth grade as a <clears throat> freshman, you were like, dude, Pat Curtin is pissed that you're the new bass player. And that was the first moment where I'm like, oh shit, like, you know, there's going to, something could happen from this. And he, <laughs> I remember him just like staring me down all the, and then he, the lighter thing, uh, he burned me with a lighter oh, at, at a no. party. I brought this up to Pat. <laughs> I brought this up to Pat at Meadow Fest. That's right. He, I was there. Yeah. I was and there. he was just like, I did that. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not bringing it up to like, do you know, I'm like, I just like, I just, I've never said it to you as an adult. And yes. I have to say how fucking, how crazy. And then, he yeah. felt so bad. It was awesome. He's like holding a lighter upside down, getting it hot. And I'm like at a party and he's holding it, just staring at me. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he was just like, wouldn't say anything. <laughs> he walks over hot lighter on the arm. And I'm like, ah, freaking out. I'm 14. I'm scared. I don't know what yeah, he's to do. like three grades out of us. Yeah. He's older, bigger. He's just like a big guy. And he's like, oh, you know, it's good for burn salt. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yes. <laughs> And he hands me a salt shaker. He's like, here. Why the fuck? He's like, pour, pour this in your hand. And I'm just, I was just like a little lump of clay. I'd be like, huh? Okay. Like, whatever you, yeah, tell me what to do. And I, and I do it and I'm like, ah, and he's just like, ha fuck you. I'm like, you've never heard of salt in the wounds, yeah. little boy. Exactly. And, um, yeah, oh, I learned a valuable Lord. lesson that day. Yeah. That, that, that band was, yeah, there was a lot of heartbreak. Well, and then we got what we all deserved later when the band was dissolved, and it was it was a sad moment. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, yeah we went from it was know, it was really only a year. A, <laughs> yeah, like um, yeah. Well, we learned like we wrote like thirty, forty songs. Mike played, wrote. Played, Mike wrote a lot of them. Headlined, headlined, Blissfest second stage, and then broke the band up all within like one year yeah it was a <laughs> which i couldn't an, do that today an I, epic story of like a <laughs> a young band that like we, we we were playing in garages and you know uh, barns and attics and shit and then we ended up within like a year playing at bliss fest at the money Sat slot saturday night at was it midnight we headlined with Seth Bernard and Jolene on yeah. second stage, which is still the money slot in Northwest Michigan at Blissfest. The year 2000, we, we did that. And then we... I thought it... Yeah, and, yep. Yeah, and then we broke up Yeah, right after that. It, it yep. Was, wow. Yes. Well, and could you get together a band, name the band, learn 40 songs, and then headline... Let's fest today. Could you even do that? Like, yeah, probably. Um, no, it took me like eight years to, to do the pistol whips. I don't know how we did that in one year. 
just we we rehearsed more than we had any band else. we do t- today. Yeah, we had nothing else to do. <laughs> we were learning the instruments, and Micah was writing songs every day. Yep, he was just and good songs. He was, I mean, yep. he always wrote great songs. Still, still does. And it helped that I only knew one drum beat. Right. So, bam, just turning them out. <laughs> yeah, that's how we learned how to play our instruments was all together. We didn't have the inhibitions of knowing the notes you were playing. You and Bergy would just like learn everything by ear. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, third fret. Okay, yeah, second string. Like, what note are you playing? I have no idea. <laughs> like, Mikey, you know, right? No, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what these chords are called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah It's different when and you And Darren you just play the exact same <laughs> Like I got a new symbol <laughs> Like sweet put it on let's go Like uh, Yes and the, well and then Steve Mitta Of course Renamed the band Stargraven Great name He Great did. Name. He came up with the name? He did I, had, I don't remember that Yep yep That was a good name Ah uh, it really was <laughs> Stark Raven, baby. Oh, yeah, the, the catchphrase was Stark Raven like a motherfucker. Stark Raven like a motherfucker. We even played the frickin' tannery when it was the tannery. Who can say that these days? <laughs> Not many. That's true. Yeah. Just the old school. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, we went, you know, went on to do a bunch of other shit too. You you been in a lot of the same bands. Yeah. Mainly GDC. Fuck nasty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep a sh- shit house. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about shit house. Shit house. That was a Canadian crestcore band. Lots of bands. Yeah. Big fat. Yeah, that was one of the yeah, real ones. Yeah. <laughs> that actually performed, you know. Pig fat, pig fat. Oh, um, um. Let's see here. Do you hear the crinkling? I brought. I'm handing a package <laughs> over. We can look at these pieces of paper later. Okay. But there's. What there's, is? What is in he's here? He's opening a brown paper bag. I'm opening a brown paper bag. Because he just brought up uh, a little something. I'm wearing a. Oh pistol. shit! <laughs> Man, this. Uh, I remember there, this was like near the end of the pig fat days, right? Mm. When we made this shirt. Yep. Speaking of another band breaking up, boom, we yep. got the t-shirt. <laughs> this is, I, I never got, I never got one of these shirts, so. And it's, thanks. everyone, it's, it's what color is it, Eric? It's a salmon. <laughs> Whatever, Steve Hines. That's yeah. um, straight pink. That's straight up pink. And it's got a, what would you call this? Just some... Native alien skull uh, oblong. It's pig fat, man. Yeah. It's pig fat skull. Awesome, man. Thank you. This is sweet. <laughs> I can't wait to wear it. Um, yep, that was our last t-shirt of that band. Uh, Josh McLaren on guitar, Alex G on the vocals. Mm-hmm. And we started that band before Alex G's voice even dropped. That's how old that band was. <laughs> True. So that was probably freshman. That was yeah. the ne- the following year after Stargram broke up. Yeah, yeah, that was one. Or year. it was freshman sophomore year. Yeah, we broke up in sophomore, then started Chopper Bob. 
Oh, that was... With Gordon. Sorry, that was Chopper Bob. Yeah, yeah and Pig Vet was on and off until 2005, like a couple of years even after high school, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've been in, in quite a... I mean, the the go-to song that we would always play as far as like when we would all jam was always like Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of. That became like oh, yeah. the... Okay, well, you want to jam? Well, do you know Killing in the Name of? Do you of? know how to tune to Jap D? <laughs> yeah. Can you do... Like, <laughs> that became the go-to staple. Yes. Man, <clears throat> honestly, I want to brush off some of those covers... Uh, at some point was yeah, uh, and with some bands someday I I liked uh, War. We, we didn't play many covers. Pig Fat wrote a lot of our own original music, just like Stargrave, and uh, we did uh, War by System of Down. Yeah, that was a good one. And was, Snake Charmer by Rage. Yep, Snake Charmer. I, dude, I've been listening to a ton of Rage lately. Was that in Drop D? Snake Charmer. It had to be. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe it is. Yeah, most of that was. Yeah. Mm. And we've both been kicked out of the Vermeers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I got kicked out of the Vermeers. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get kicked out of the Vermeers? G- gently kicked out. They're like, no, no, it's all good. Um, it was amiable. Or it was like. Wait, I got kicked out of the Vermeers? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I thought you did. I just assumed you did. Since I haven't. I was in the Vermeers for seven years and you never showed up once. So I I'm going to have to get Matt in I here assumed, to confirm this. I assumed you were out of the band since I was there for seven years <laughs> and you didn't show up once. I'm coming, man. I'm late. I <laughs> got. I thought I quit or I thought I just was late. <laughs> eight years late. I'm eight years late, man. <laughs> no, I thought you told me you got kicked out. Oh, I we'll, might have. Oh, we'll get the Vermeers on this on this podcast straighten this out definitely gonna get Matt in here yeah I, I asked Matt um, back in t- 2020 he got kicked out <laughs> just <joking. laughs> when I got after after I got kicked out um, I uh, I asked if he would come do the podcast and he said yeah beautiful yeah we're cool I mean we're not of course man yeah 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 mm. I love Matt I mean Matt's a fucking genius always has been I've always loved mm. I would just show up to Matt's and I'd be like you know like what do you got for me and he'd be like uh, here's a here's a song and like maybe you could try this and just like play that like kind of Paul McCartney bass I'm like oh sweet yeah cool and I would just sit there and play after a while he called me one take Jake because yeah. I, I would go in and just like what do you got and I you kind of had to be with Vermeers huh that yeah. was the first time I was like oh they're recording yeah at rehearsal you're basically recording so you better play well, cause like even if 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 everyone else is at ninety percent and I'm at, on drums at seventy percent, they're still gonna that might go on an album. So I, yeah. I learned real quick to keep my chops up, mm-hmm. like no showboating on fills and like train wrecking or you know. Right. Super, like, super simple, but just yep. like great great arrangements. Better and, keep it in the pocket, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh man, I I love that the album I did with them, the Festival Girls, and uh, I love listening to all all the old stuff you did with them too. You worked on Giant Love, right? I did not. Whoever did bass on that was awesome. I was, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Sorry. I'm sure it was Dale. Dale Dale is yeah. awesome, man. I mean, all those guys. I love all those guys. They're so good. Man. Absolutely, absolutely. The Samson and Delilah one was, I think, the last one I worked on, though. Uh. And I do the voice of God 
in the in the that was you yeah i have that on dvd and cd compact disc same Mm. Absolutely, me too. I have one unwrapped DVD and one wrapped DVD. Oh, I got, I got two. Okay, that's that's different. <laughs> my uh, my daughter watched that a bunch, or not? Yeah, my daughter watched oh. that a bunch when she was real little. I think because it was one of the only cartoons I had, and I was like, "Listen, I, I'm in this," you know. And she's like, "I don't care." Like, okay. <laughs> but uh, yes. Yes. How many how many albums of the Vermeers did you play on? I um there was a couple live ones, you know, Live at Loves. That was Loves Bazaar, Come in Loves Old Shop. And uh we did a couple few uh Black Friday jams, which is just a wild um Im- night of improv and drinking that we'd hit record on and nice. anything goes. Any any old Vermeers are allowed to show up. And uh, Micah showed up a couple of years for those. So oh, cool. The return of Micah. Um, he shows up when you least expect. <laughs> and, of course, with a little Casio and, like, he'd be, like, pre-recording little little voices. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah. But uh, Festival Girls was, like, the real one we truly focused on and made a cohesive, like, album that tracked out some of the ones. and I think, yeah, I think I, is that the one that has Earwig on it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have that album. Cody and me joined the band, and yeah, Cody sings on at least three songs on that one. Yep. I wrote one. Nice. Yeah, Dale sang and wrote one. That was all his baby. And the, yeah. Um, good old Vermeers. Yes. Yeah, um, I, uh. I uh, handed my sticks over at Metafest to uh, um, to the new drummer Joe, and uh, gave a little speech. It was fun. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I got something uplifting for to to finish the good old Vermeer story. Um, seven years before that, um, me handing the sticks, Adrian Pulley. Yeah. A Lo- local legend on drums he he was playing in the Vermeers he was the drummer before me and it was early and dirty and muddy at Meadow you know and they're the first band probably noon and Adrian's just like not having it he's just like I don't know if he was hung over or just angry and muddy but he's just thrashing his drums around like muttering to himself and I'm like hey buddy like I'm coming behind, backstage he needs some help. He's just like <laughs> throwing these, <laughs> the, yeah. the Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> What's wrong, Betty? And he's like, I don't know. Like, dude, these drums they won't go together. And he's like, that's it. I'm moving to Alpino. I was like, what? He's like, <laughs> I moved to Alpino. Like, hands me his drumsticks. I was like, no, you gotta play, dude. Like, cause it's our festival. Like, I book all the bands. I was like, no. Like you have to fucking play He's like And He knows I'm a drummer of course So he's like You You fucking drum for this band And he walked Away And drove Moved to Alpina for years (laughs) Right then What? And that's when How I became the drummer of Vermeers For seven years That moment (laughs) And I played a gig with them I'd never played with the Vermeers I knew you had been in the Vermeers Yeah and I'd always loved the Vermeers. When Pig Fat was going to Boyne City, they were like the other band besides Josh Hall and the Alcohol. 
which kind of became the Galactic Sherpas, actually. Shout out. Yep. And I was in the fucking Vermeers for seven years. I know. It's so wild that I wasn't a part of it during that time. <laughs> that you were the drummer for seven years and I was banished from the land. <laughs> oh, so good. So Dude, good. I mean, I mean, who hasn't been kicked out of the Vermeers, bro? Right. I mean, everybody's a Vermeer. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the requirement, the literal like requirement is you have to play on at least, what, two? Twice. So, if you yeah. play twice the Vermeers, you become some okay. level of a Vermeer. Yeah. There's, I'm not gonna, um, what's the word? Um, I'm not gonna wreck it. I wouldn't say it right, but Matt Rash has a very specific, like, you're either on duty, on deck. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm not gonna say it, but it's that sort of, like, active, MIA. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm, no spoilers. Uh, Matt, Matt can break that down. It's really funny. Nice. Cause he is a, he has, he is a, uh, comedian, but he has definitely has his own voice in comedy. No, oh, absolutely. There's only one Matt Rash. That's true. That in, is really true. In all ways. Have you seen him on uh, the uh, God? What's that late night show? Oh my God! Have you seen <laughs> fucking ABC? Uh, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel. One of the Jimmies. Yeah, Jimmy he's, Kimmel. He's on one of the Jimmies. The good Jimmy. Oh yeah. Wait, what? Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired for sure. Do you know Jimmy Fallon? Um, fuck Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> oh, wow. You, you heard it here first. Oh, wow. That's Darren Toggin. That's Darren. Yeah, that's your <laughs> voice. That's not my voice. <laughs> no, fuck them all. Who cares? But, uh, um, so, yeah, he's on, uh, there's a, a funny shot of him in the crowd. The ghost of Greg Allman. Yes, oh. <laughs> the ghost of Greg Allman. That's awesome. Um, Matt Rash got roasted by Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. On ABC. It's on YouTube, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and that must that that was so long ago. I bet that was like Jimmy Kimmel's first fucking year. I bet first or second. Who knows? I was yeah doing that show. Yeah. Oh man, so good, so good. But and then, um, did you play any music when you were, um, in Korea? I had a couple bands in Korea. One of which played live quite a bit. Um, how did you uh, maybe explain a little bit about what you did and how you went to Korea and everything? Because that that was a big part of your life, right? I mean, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I knew I wanted to um, get out of the country again. I was a foreign exchange student in high school in Germany. So then um, in college, I wanted to. I just wanted an excuse to get out. Um, so, or sorry, it was after college. Um, I was like, well, I better do something that sounds some somewhat important since I graduated college and like I have no idea what I'm going to do. And you can't do anything with a creative writing English degree and a German degree. So I went to South Korea <laughs> and taught little kids English, K through five. Wow. And it, what was that like on the daily uh, basis? It was insane, man. I, I worked. I was six to six. I worked. 330 days a year. Well, I mean, with Saturdays, Sundays off, but like they would give you five days here, five days for Christmas, five days for like, what was it? Um, summer. Like it was like, wow. They work hard over there. Like, oh, like I, I have a huge contagious cold and I'm, I'm like coughing, dying in bed. Like, okay, we'll see you in 10 minutes. Like just 
it's okay if you're one minute late, but just get down here. And like, no, I'm like coughing, contagious. Like, it's fine. Like, you come to work. We work. This is Korea. Like, what are you talking about? Put a mask on. <laughs> no, just oh, cough yeah. on the kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, you work. And you were there with Bergie, who was the the guitar player in the first band we were in. Bergie was in. See, man, it keeps circling back to back to Matt Bergie and Steve Miller. <laughs> so <laughs> okay so I convinced Matt Berge to go uh, yeah I decided to um, get certified to teach English you know took a quick uh, online course me convinced Berge to go we went over for a year ended up staying two years and so uh, yeah uh, I started a band there I somehow I don't even remember how I met the guys we would do open mics and stuff and mess around I don't even know how I met them but I met two South African dudes and um, and then a couple American guys so the two South Africans sang and played guitar they both sang one of them played guitar and then we had a keyboardist and a bassist and I was on drums and uh, we were called the Fopping Mealies which is like uh, the corn huskers in Afrikaans language. Wow. In Afrikaans is kind of like Dutch, um, but it's it's Afrikaans and uh, the corn huskers. But of course, that's a uh, innuendo or euphemism for shucking the corn. I think we might even say that in English, uh, like pistol whipping. Maybe some people might say, yeah. or <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, figure it out. But. Uh, <clears throat> And we, it was cool. Uh, we, the our pinnacle was was actually over there. We were playing at this club. Um, what was it called? Club. Uh, I'll think of the name. It's like Club KK or Club. It's a really weird short name, but it was like one of the bigger rock rock clubs in Korea, South Korea. Probably probably one of the biggest. Or it was getting there, and then it was featured on a soap opera, which soap operas in Korea, it's like part of the <clears throat> the Korean wave and K-pop. Mm. Half the world watches Korean dramas, like all of Asia watches Korean soap operas, and it was featured, they shot in this rock club that we were playing at every two or three weeks. So, And we had a gig there right after that aired. And it was fell on my birthday, so like the stars aligned, and our band was tight, and I w- I was feeling the most tight on our songs I'd ever felt, like to the point where you're like spinning sticks, jumping out of the seat, standing up, playing, like getting silly, yeah, show you know, on a show. showboating, yeah, and it's my birthday, like fuck it, and you know it's just wall to wall packed, like way over capacity, total like fire hazard, just. Mm. In a basement, jam packed, just people drink. It was people drinking and just like, and um, you know, we had all a lot of our friends there, so like they knew the words to the songs, and we covered like that John Mayer f- song that was famous at that time. Oh, which one? The, the big early on that big one. What was it? Uh, you're mine, or you're mm. I'm your you're mine. Uh, we'll think of it. Yeah, we'll think of it. How's it go? You're mine. I'm yours. I'm yours. Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz. See? Oh, yeah, yeah, See? yeah. Yeah. That's how you know I'm not. 
<laughs> a pop guy or yeah so the, so that show went well and then and then you I mean you had to come back let's and see um yeah how did that yeah I guess I eventually just had to leave yeah because those guys were all at my going away party so I guess I broke up that band hmm. for once I wasn't getting kicked out <laughs> I was the one that finally got to destroy a band by going home to America. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do when you got fun. back, though? What, what, what band, did I do? Yeah, what band did... Was, um, it, was that like a, another pig fat phase when you got back, or I can't ooh, remember? From Korea, no. That was... No, um, when I got back from Germany, that's when oh, yes, pig yeah, fat yeah. fired. Um, but no, that I moved back to KZU. And uh, I rejoined the Do Rights with Adam Jones. The Do Rights, I remember that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby, yeah. love you, Adam Jones. And oh, uh, Zombie Apocalypse. Now I might have. Was that was either before or after Korea? But yeah, I was in a punk band, and uh, that was fun. Did a couple albums with them, and uh, nothing that I was like genres that I was in love with. That was a rough time in terms of I really wanted like a band with. Like my style of music, you know, stuff yeah. that I like, because <clears throat> I like, I like, you know, the to be in bands that no crowds like, <laughs> weird circus circus grunge, right? Just like circus grunge. That's a good. It one. only appeals to like three percent of the population. Just like bearded dudes in overalls, mainly. You know. Yeah. Like that's my demographic. I think. For the music that's in my head. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <clears throat> and then that's why I'm in the Brothers Crunch now, because that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I love it. I yeah, love you it. play with, I mean, Call. I mean, all the, everybody plays music in your family, though, right? Like all of your brothers. Yep. Yep. They do. I have three older brothers, and, uh, yep. Call, of course, is the master of basses and cellos, and he can strum a he can strum a acoustic guitar at a campfire. Let me tell you what. Yeah. And Park and Damon play drums and guitar, and Damon's getting pretty good at the violin. Nice. But uh, yeah, uh, and Call and I have the Brothers Crunch band going, and we played a lot of gigs with this band called the Pistol Lips. <laughs> Don't know if you've heard of them. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe a few. You see this hat? I do. Darren has the first Pistol Whips hat that uh, we made, and it's just a P and a W, and uh, <laughs> it's very... Uh, da- it's a dad hat. It's a, yeah, it's a it's the coach hat. It's red and white, and uh, it, was, it was my hat, and Darren really liked it, and mm. I think we were at a festival, and I was like, it's yours. He Here. handed it right to me. Yeah. And I said no, and he said yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's a coach hat. Still got Steel it. Steal second base, Billy. God damn it. God. You will not do this to me. <laughs> this is all I got. <laughs> PW. <laughs> yes. Hey, while we're on the subject of... Uh, yeah, what do you got here? Um, The Brothers Crunch. We m- I might as well show you these other little gifts I got brought you. Oh, nice. Okay, uh, let's see. First of all... Yeah, here, since you're already looking at it. Yeah, dude. So... Wow, this is yeah, a little super poster for your sick. wall, <clears throat> and you've you've sat in with Crunch at least once or twice. We had a City Park Grill, yeah. I remember once. Yep, when all the all the equipment was going 
haywire, but we pulled it off. Yeah. Anyway, Dude, yeah, a, this is sweet. I love this. It's a it's a dope. Uh, po- who designed this? So uh, that is. Oh God, I'm gonna be embarrassed now. I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna forget her name. We're gonna put it in the comments. Well, I'm you, sorry. You came up with but the logo at least. It's the girl. It's, we're gonna give her credit in the. On, right. In the description when this I'm is gonna, posted. I, I'm gonna, he's going to text me the name and I'm going to say it right here. Yeah. Or you can edit out everything we were just saying. And oh, yeah. Uh, the girl that designed this is Libby Scout. And <laughs> she's the same girl that designed the um, psychedelic cat grass bottle that Shorts has. Oh. It's a cat with all this psychedelic yeah, grass. Yeah, I think I've seen cat. it actually. Yeah. She designed that. And, um, yeah. I, yeah, I somehow found her uh, online. She was living in Denver and designed that to me and, and emailed Sweet. me that logo. Um, that was for a workshop gig, so I, I cut out the workshop, uh, the text below that used to say workshop, and this will just be like, yeah. you know, you can sharpie in the info below. Totally, yeah. Yeah. I love it. May, so maybe below it'll, someday soon it'll say um, either... Uh, What's the Canadian crestcore band we were in? Shithouse. Why do I always forget that name? <laughs> Shithouse? I don't know. Shithouse opening up for Brothers Crunch or... Uh, um, oh, that'd be pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Do a Shithouse show. Yeah. Yes. Be, I don't know if they would if, if the Canadian crestcore <laughs> of that w- would fly today <clears throat> with all the PC, you know? Yeah. Th- that's why we're going to edit all everything out about shithouse out of this and we gotta have pseudonyms for that band and we'll just never tell anyone that it's us that'll let us allow us yeah, to, to, to to have creative freedom spread our um yeah yeah wings and be filthy horrible <laughs> pieces like, of shit yeah like okay and then <clears throat> i'm handing eric another poster oh, yeah. for him to either hang in petoskey or hang on his wall it's, a, it's oh, up to cool. him i'll I, that's the last one of my first batch, so I'm gonna print more of this out. This but yeah, can uh, yeah, well, I imagine this podcast will be airing before December third. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure, December third and fourth from ten to uh, one thirty a.m. at Union Street Station in Traverse City. It's a five dollar cover, and who is so the, the headliner is Glowstick Willie. Is that okay? Glow Stick Willie and us, sweet, and the Brothers Crunch. Yeah, uh, they're from Indiana. They're getting pretty big, man. Check them out. It's like Glow Stick Willie. <clears throat> it's they they call themselves hippie metal. Okay, and <laughs> and I don't know why I'm laughing. Eric, Eric made a funny face, um, or maybe I did. But they're from Indiana and they're getting big, man. Uh, it's a three piece. And uh, pretty sure they all sing, and they're like lot cool looking dudes. They're all like bearded, long haired dudes. That um, it's like yeah, it's progressive rock and you're, roll. It's your demographic, right? The, with the, dude, the overalls and dude, the... I think yeah, yeah. And uh, well, that makes sense that you guys are playing together then. Yeah, I have to check them out. Yeah, hell yeah. I couldn't tell what it said at all. Glow stick. It's G L O S T I K. Correct. Space. Space. W-I-L-L-Y. Yep. Glow Stick Willie. Cool. Yeah. Definitely check them out. Yeah. Shout out to Glow Stick Willie, man. Thanks for having us on. Apparently, a lot of people like our, our buddy John Mangrum 
helped me put this, he put the show together because I was already expressing that I wanted to play a show with them. And everyone's been telling me, like, dude, you're so lucky. Like, Glowstick does, hasn't played bar gigs in years. Like, they don't do that anymore. Like, they're getting big. They're mm. like, you're so lucky. Like, that's a guaranteed, he, like, sold out show. I was like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Like, because yeah. I think that's my biggest um, thing I stress about going into a gig. Like, will there be a crowd there? Like, I know you and I have talked oh, yeah. about this before. Yeah. Yeah. It, I do get nervous before shows. But I feel like that's the main reason. I think if I knew there, if I know there's going to be people there, I don't think I have to worry much. Yeah. Do you think it's just the idea that other people are going to think that your band isn't good because no one's there? Exactly. Yeah. That I think that's the main right? thing. <laughs> yeah. Which it's, is dumb. I mean, but, but it is a thing that, or you won't get booked again at that. Right. If if yeah. Yeah. Like uh, we just played a show at Union Street. It was the first time they ever gave our band the Brothers Crunch the full weekend. They, you know, we were yeah. young. We were a young band getting our crap together, you know, and we weren't, um, you know, we weren't great. We weren't that great, of course, starting out. So they'd put us on Thursday. You get a few hundred bucks guarantee. This time it was the door Friday and Saturday headliners, and I I was nervous. Yeah, luckily we, it was it turned out great. I well, promoted the shit have out of it. You two nights you have to fill, too, of material because you want people to come back. And it's like, that's something you either have to say, we're going to do two nights of material or we're going to do the same set or like throw in a few yes. covers. Or yeah, whatever. we only repeated uh, a few songs. Oh, yeah. I mean, and all, all your bangers that you know people love, obviously, you know, you want to do those. But. Yeah, exactly. And we were in, it was mostly new, you know, the three or four newest songs. Uh, those are the ones we repeated too. So, and I think that's a good excuse to like, yeah, there's a new one. We're going to play it again. Yeah. We're, yeah. And, and that's, it's always more fun to, for us as well to play the new stuff. And, you know, um, yeah, it was, it was great show though. We had a line out the door, you know, it was at capacity. So they, they had to have a line and I was just, I was very happy about that. And just so, so grateful to our friends and family and and just people showing up and whoever the other rest of the people were like I, was, I walked in it was like already already packed like for, for I don't know I think people missed the bar so they're out out yeah. again um but I guess we got on that subject because uh yeah we had to fill fill a full weekend Avid Kane opened up for a Saturday I gotta give a shout out to Avid Kane where are they from Traverse City baby Nice. What are they, are they? Some younger cats and kind of the uh, same style, just like no, hard rock. No, they're cool, man. They're a perfect opener for us. It's like <clears throat> it's sexy, funky <clears throat> disco. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're younger cats and really cool. Um, um, three dudes and a and a chick, and she's got amazing voice, and they're they're awesome, and uh, yeah. I, I want to play more shows with them. We actually played a show in Petoskey. Uh, the only other time we played with them, we played with them Petoskey because they were supposed to go up to Marquette to play with Biomassive. But they got cut off at the bridge. Weather was too crazy or icy at the bridge. They got turned around, and the founder and, and main man in Biomassive, Connor, called me as I'm setting up my drums for a City Park Grill show. 
and he said, hey, man, this band can't make it over the bridge. They have all their gear in their van. Like, can they please come open up for you? I was like, ah, sure, okay. And I had no idea what to expect. They killed it. And I mean, they're still young. They must have been, like, little kids. They probably weren't even legally allowed to be there, probably. We'll have to edit this part out, too. No, uh, they can. <laughs> I think it's been past five years, so yeah, I don't good. think anyone can get arrested for anything it's, we've this said. This is all for entertainment purposes, anyway. <laughs> this all could be lies. I mean, it's all ad- it's not ad- or admissible, not admissible. Yeah. I don't know. It could <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> No, but Avid Kane, very cool Avid band. Avid Kane, yeah. Shout out. I'll have to check them out. Um. Yeah, like the um. I keep thinking about that feeling though of like when you're setting up a sh- for a you know like a big weekend or a big show and you're you're excited but you're also just like fuck I hope some people show up. Yep. Like. And then there's always yeah. Then the crowd. I mean. And I, I what I said earlier about like like. Is it the idea of like, oh, my band isn't good in the eyes of whoever, but also, man, it just changes the, the energy and the people change the way you play. You know what I mean? Like having people there and that are really giving a fuck and want, want to be there. They want to hear you play. Their energy will make you play way better and have so way true. more fun. And, and when there's no one there, it's like, you can still be like, I'm doing my fucking thing and I, and, and I'm enjoying it, but it's just, it's just different when you got a room of people that are fucking just going Very nuts. true. Very true. I, I had an epiphany the other night. It might've been the last show you and I played together like a week, a couple of weeks ago, the wedding. Oh, I was like, what show did we do? Yeah. I, I can't remember. We just did a show. That's yeah. right. That was fun. <clears throat> that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I was watching one of the other bands, um, later on and I it, anyway I just remember having an epiphany you know I've had a couple of drinks but I, I was like man the crowd's so happy that the band's there but they have no idea that the band is probably even more happier that yeah. they have a crowd there dancing on their feet I don't think a lot of um, people in crowds the people that are not on stage realize how important it is to the band to have people on their feet. Like it means the world and it makes them play better and it creates this circle that goes to the band from the band to the band from the band. Well, and it's like, if you like the music, show it, right? Yes. Cause, cause the thing that happens to me is where I'll, I'll play like a gig and, and maybe it's a weird, the circumstances are weird. It's not like a, we're not at a club. You know, we're at a bar, we're at a restaurant, we're at bike night at Boyne Mountain, you know, and it's like you get done playing and, and, and maybe nobody was into it or no one, you, by the end of it, I'm thinking I'm, I gotta quit. I gotta quit doing this. I can't keep doing this to myself. Oh yeah. I'm like, you and I'm, I have definitely I'm had put, this conversation a couple of times. I'm yeah. putting so much into this <clears throat> and man, I, I fucking, I just, I must suck. And people will come up and be like, man, you were awesome. It sounded great. And I'm like. Really? Are you like? And I'm like, are they lying? Where the are hell they try- were you? Are they trying to be nice? I was nice? standing in the back behind that pole, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, and what I think it is is like, 
You know, people are afraid. No one else was dancing, so I didn't dance. That's, yeah, I think exactly, that's the yeah. fucking... People are afraid to show how they feel. If, like, two, if three people get on the dance floor, 30 will get up there. Just do yeah. it, people. Please. Please. I do it. I always get up and dance in front of my my friends' bands. And it, and it, and then, bam. You got to want to have fun. Ten minutes later, I there's think 30 is, people. I think the big up. thing is you got to want to have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you got to want to go out and, and do that. And some people don't want to go see a band when they go get a hamburger, you know, at a restaurant. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or I don't know. It's just like, I love when people come up and are, are I'm like. I'm trying to fight with my boyfriend over here. I'm trying to fight with my girlfriend. Do you mind? Do you, we can't. Can you keep it down? I can't yell at my girlfriend <laughs> while you guys are. <laughs> Doing this thing that you've been practicing your whole life. (laughs) Like, I don't fucking care. Shut up. And then they'll come up and be like, hey, you sounded great. You did a great job. And you're like, what? Are you sure? Are you sure, man? Because I'm about ready to give this up. I'm about ready to quit. No, we're not going to let Eric do that. We're not quitting. I'm not quitting. Darren's not quitting. But that's what I, I just what I mean is like, I don't know. I'm just trying to live like that where it's like. When I feel something or want to tell somebody something, I'm, I'm done filtering myself. I mean, and I mean in little things where like, if you know it'll make someone's day, it's like the best feel like, like just saying hi to the lady when I walk out of the gym, I'm always like, Hey, have a great night. And she, and, and one in the first like few times she's like, thanks. And Thank then, you. Kinda. And then like, one day she was just like, thanks a lot. And I'm like, it was the way she said it where it was like she needed someone to be like, hey, have a great night. Take oh, care. Bye bye. Yeah. She was like, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, see ya. And Boom. I think it should be like that. You know, like I think just people are afraid in general too. Because like at that wedding that we played at, right? So we, we Pistol Whips played. We were kind of the first band to play. And I didn't know we were going to be doing their song. I didn't know I was going to be introducing them. And I didn't know River's name. I didn't know River's name because I've only talked to him on Facebook. And he has his fucking name spelled backwards. So his name looks like it's Re- Revere Reti- Retigag. Oh, that's what it is. It's backwards. It's, yeah. I, I did I it's didn't know. Re- that. I always call him Revere. Yeah, it's <laughs> and so when the, and 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 he comes up and we're playing and he's like, so he's like, so the thing I thought in my brain, you're gonna do that thing, right? That only well, no, I know no, about. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but then I go because we've only. I been, texted your Yahoo account like I don't use Yahoo, man. No, he, sorry. He, he anyway. texted. Well, he texted my Facebook <laughs> Messenger, and that's the only way we've been talking ever. And I don't have the notifications on. So he comes up and he's like, hey, so we're going to we're going to do, you know, the 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 entrance. And then <laughs> and then so so the predis- yeah. he's like, so we need you to introduce us <laughs> coming in and then we're going to do our dance. And I'm like, oh, OK. Um, do you want me to announce it? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, what's the song you're going to dance to? Are you guys going to cue something up or are we just going to? He's like. No, it's your song. Our song is your song. Feel it coming on. Uh, and I was like, at least you knew what? that one. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was just like, but he looked at me like, like you are you fucking serious? You're supposed to, you don't know. You, you don't. didn't learn that Pat Benatar. <laughs> no. Well, no, he just looked at me like, yeah, like you should know this. 
And it was because he messaged my Facebook thinking I checked it. Like, right. But, and then when, when, um, I'm waiting for them to just like start walking in and they're like waiting for me to say it. So I'm playing, feel it coming on and I'm like dragging the intro out as long as I can. You're waiting for them. They're waiting for you. They're waiting. Yeah. They were in the far back. They, they were I remember the wondering. in the back. I remember that moment because I was standing off the side kind of like. Like what's oh going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know where they were. I was like, oh, they're supposed to be here, I think. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then they're like, we're ready. And I'm like, okay, are you going to come in? And they're like, they're like looking sign at me language. like, come on, say that. I don't know sign language. <laughs> and, and I'm like, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Victoria and River is what I said. Because I didn't know how to say his last name because it's backwards on Facebook. Oh, no, that's, that's perfect. And so they came in and then... Um, we're we're playing our song, and it talks about marriage in the song. Actually, um, mm. and I listened to that song today. Actually, nice. Mm. Um, I was gonna ask. Well, I'll tell you in a second. Yeah. Okay, and then well, you know, they start dancing to the song, and I'm like, okay, I need to say something because they're just gonna keep dancing the whole song, and it gets to a point every time at a wedding during their song, it's like. Join in. Yeah, they all people kind of come in at you know at some point. So I let them dance as long as I thought was like appropriate. But then, but I'm just making all this shit up. But by the time everybody gets on the floor, dude, the energy in the place was insane. Oh, I was there. Like, I was yeah, up you there. were there, and everybody was just dancing, Drew. having a great time, and and all it took was just being like. Okay, at some point, everybody has to come out on the dance floor. Are you guys ready to do that? And then people start filtering in, and, and you can see like people are hesitant, but it's a wedding, so it's like it's acceptable. But everybody's got to be a little bit drunk, you know mm. what I mean? But just, and that's the moment where I was like, you know, I'm playing my original song, and it's like at the climax of the song, and Will's shredding on the sax, and everybody's dancing and having a great time, and I'm like, Oh, that's right. This is why I do it. And all the bar gigs are just fucking filler to make money. People were spinning each other, jumping, it was screaming. It was, like, it, was, it was almost falling over because everyone's in, not used to wearing dress shoes and heels. It was awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and it was a bunch of hippies wearing, <laughs> dressed like they're respectable. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sorry, River. Victor. No, no, the, dude, the, love it. the wedding was amazing. Great. It, I mean, I didn't know what to expect when, when I got there, you know, and it was it was like a nice, uh, really nice place. OK, but I'd like to tell your listeners that actually before all the adults got up there, there was over a dozen kids break dancing for most basically all the pistol upset and I'm not just bullshitting. I've always said and believe that if kids will dance to your song, you got yourself a hit. Mm. And those kids were breakdancing to every single Pistol Up song. And I got a bunch of photos that... Uh, I have them. Yeah, you yeah. sent them to me. There might be one or two good ones in there because I was just like, snap, snap, snap. But I think I got a couple. And That's interesting. What, what, you'll have what, to post it for your fans. What made you come to the conclusion that if a kid, if children can dance to the music... I don't know if I hear that or I don't know if I wrote that or if I stole it from someone, but it's got, it's cause, uh, kids know how to, 
Kids will freak out to a good song, man. Like a good bouncy, yeah. like poppy, like instinctually. Good, like they'll, a hit. they'll hear a beat and they'll, if it's yeah. good, they. There's a reason a hit is a hit and it's on the radio and it's, call it pop, call it popular, uh, call it, you know. Yeah, it's just good. Kids know what, you know, or what a hit should be. How about that? Interesting. They know even better than the record, record execs or whatever. Yeah, the kids know. No, what's danceable? I think maybe that's the term. Mm. What makes people want to jump and dance? That's what kids like. That's what kids will jump and dance to. And I'm pretty pretty sure I'm right about this one. I think you are. I, I've never thought of that. That's a good. <laughs> that's a really good point, though. <laughs> but there's photo proof. Um, but yeah, that that was a fun wedding. Um, who are the other bands, man? There were some of my favorites, and I'm not just saying that because it's Bio a lot of massive. my yeah, it's a lot of my best friends that started these bands yeah biomassive gypsy feet which is um jacob and jacob. allison yep yes they Shout were right out. after us i didn't really get to watch because i was like packing up and i had to leave right away oh my god fucking skunk <laughs> Cl oh. climbs on the car we have photos of this too oh my god i'm trying to leave and I get photobombed by Kevin Paul, Skunk, and Darren, and yeah. River eventually. Sorry, it was my idea. I was and like, Skunk, he's leaving. Let's get a photo. No, I love it. I loved it. But the, the, the champagne is still all on the inside of my car. He, Skunk climbs on his windshield. River lays on the ground in his wedding tux. We're all kneeling in the, in the, on the wet ground in our like, nice clothes. With, like Adrian, KP. I'm going to miss someone here uh yeah it was uh <clears throat> yeah nibs was in there for sure nibs yeah and uh anywho of course the riffraff is on top of eric's car with a bottle of sham some sort of yeah. white wine yep and guess what happens <laughs> spills it all down my window onto my pants my arm it's everywhere and i have to drive and i don't drink anymore right and i'm like God damn it, skunk! And he's like, ah, oh, I'm so sorry. He's trying to clean it up. I'm like, just, just. And you were about to go to a movie theater too. Yeah, I was, I was like... about to go pick up Holly and Eloise and go to the movies. And I don't um, even and drink. I, and, I, and, I, and I ring. And I'm covered with wine. Yeah. The yeah. Oh, it's. I was like, what is this? Oh my god! It smelled horrible. He's like, it's just, uh, it's just some white wine. I'm so sorry, Jake. Way. Like, fuck. Good to see you, skunk. Yeah. Skunky butt. Of course. The prince of the riffraff. <laughs> of course. The prince of the riffraff. You know um, who the king is? Who? Max Quick. Oh, Max Quick. <laughs> he is. He's definitely the king of the riffraff. Oh, speaking of which, if those guys are listening, um, East Jordan Varsity rules. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Boyne City. <laughs> Grease Jordan is 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 on top. Sorry, you're not here to defend yourself, <laughs> dude. The rival, the rivalry was strong. I feel like I was kind of the one to to <clears throat> venture from East Jordan to Boyne mm. early on when I started working at the tannery, and then it was like, yeah, hanging out in Boyne. And you're like, oh, Mr. Boyne City, hanging out with kids from Boyne, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I work there, like. And then finally, we all just kind of, because it was a strong, like, we don't fuck with Boyne City kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, you know, like, all the Charlevoix kids love 311. And, like, Petoskey kids. I, I go to Petoskey to go to Walmart, and that's it. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. And I think, 
let's see. I'd have to say shout out to to Corey Erber and Max Quick for kind of breaking those walls down. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. First Absolutely. of all, and then Skunk and the entire riffraff coming to our parties out in the meadow yeah. long before Meadowfest and we would go over to Boyne City parties finally and yeah. Get we started getting jobs in Boyne City. And that that kind of helped us move in. Yep. Yeah. Living above Studio 1. Yep, living downtown oh Boyne City right across from old Thick and Juicy. Um not far above which is now Bobby's. There Shout you go. That's a Bobby. Yep. Uh, just two doors down from Red Mesa up above there. That was a beautiful spot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'd, we'd go. It was beautiful. We would go pay for a dollar cup of coffee. Me and Eric would meet up in Boyne City and go get, get like a dollar cup of coffee because they'd give you free chips and salsa. And then we'd chain smoke cigarettes all fucking morning. Back when you could smoke in the restaurant. So basically we would f- get an entire breakfast of fried chips and like... <laughs> And salsa and, and salsa coffee. and coffee and just chain smoking and and, t- and look out the window and be like, look at this fucking prick over here. <laughs> look at this fucking prick trying to park his car. Darren, oh my god, actually, do you do you multiple were, car accidents? Yes, we were so lucky. We got there, to see so much shit go down in those windows. Someone would smash into another car and right, drive off right in front of and drive off all the time. It was we'd wait for it. The like, best the best part. Was two kids, two, these two young kids are standing outside looking at this. Bra- okay, so this guy, this guy parks a brand new convertible. He's like cleaning it like a diaper with a diaper. Some old white douche. Yeah, some old white douche and his, his <laughs> white douche friend. They get out and literally, dude, he's like cleaning spots off the car. As he gets out, he goes into Subway across the street. We're sitting there, we're like, just drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes. Look at these fucking pricks over here. Ah, this fucking guy in his car. Look at this fucking car. And then these two kids walk up. One has a big, big like, old slurpee, big old slurpee cup. And Darren immediately is like, knock, yeah. <laughs> Tell him, no, a tap. Well, I tapped on the window. And he kind of like frowns at me. And I'm like, no, no. And I'm giving him sign language like, Tip your cup in the car, like point, <laughs> tip, tip, point, point. And yeah. he, I don't think I had to do it twice. The kids like smiled and like just nodded. <laughs> and then his friend though is like, like what do you what like like looking at? It's a convertible. Looking at me and Darren in the window, just going like, what you're gonna? And he's just like, he's about to do it. He's about to pour a whole cup of pop or Slurpee or something into this brand new convertible, and then. That was the same convertible that literally somebody backed into to get out. And the guy saw it and came running out of Subway. I think and those kids ran off. Yeah, those kids were gone by then. And we're just sitting there like, these this pricks. fucking pricks. Oh, my Look God. Look at these. I forgot that. I tell that story a lot, just mainly about the free chips and, and cars smashing each other. I forgot about Look at these fucking pricks. That was always the that go-to. was probably the best part about hey, it. Look at these fucking pricks over here. Yeah, we these do fucking guys. We do our best. Uh, You're De Niro. fucking dead man. <laughs> You're a dead man walking. Oh, look yeah. at you, <laughs> hey dead man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good memory. And then we, but it was always like we'd get blackout drunk. The night before, like you're not mentioning that part. We after a show at the bowling yeah, alley. Yeah, Pig Fat would play at the bowling alley. The bottom feeder. I would get blackout drunk and throw my bass or kick a chair and and, and lose my toenail. Mm. And then we'd wake up. I remember waking up. 
Go someone on. would pee themselves or puke. Well, it was puke called, on in our apartment. It was called the Piss Palace, right? <laughs> Am I wrong? The Piss Palace. Maybe I had this. That's because the previous tenants let their cat piss in there. That's an, well. It's not because we pissed all over it. I remember though waking up one morning, <laughs> which we did, and and the floor is the disgusting. Tyler <laughs> Vote named it the Piss Palace. Anyway, the floor is disgusting. It's this horrible, like almost like shag green, lime green kind of carpeting. I think it was, and exactly. And I walk into the hallway to go to the bathroom, and I look over, and there's this big woman laying in the floor, literally face down like she's dead and, just, oh. and I was just like oh no like someone died in the middle of the hallway and I was just like hey hey trying to wake her up wait I'm not that's not me laughing that's someone in the, and, that's the sound guy and she fucking like jumps up ah! and I'm like oh my god and I'm like you're alive and she's just like holy shit like looking around and she's like Oh my God. And like, doesn't, I think she doesn't even remember where she is. And I'm just like, do you want to go get some chips and salsa <laughs> and some coffee at the Mesa? And she was just like, oh yeah. And we went down and I had lunch with this chick. I didn't know. And she ended up a getting sa- a job there. A saucy mama. She was a saucy, well, she wasn't that saucy mama. She became. But she became. <laughs> There were there were multiple saucy moms at the Mesa. We gotta stop our inside jokes because yeah, no I don't think it's gonna be as this. funny to other. Yeah. <laughs> of course, this isn't a comedy podcast, so no. who who gives a this is a rat's behind. The only people that are gonna want to hear this are people that know you or I, and I they're know. they're not gonna care if they they're gonna want to. They've hear heard it. of the Pistol Lips or Brothers Crunch. I think they'd be interested. The last time I checked. The last podcast I put out, which was, oh no, not the last one. The last one was Distant Stars, but like in a day, like I had like 22 listeners. But at one point before the pandemic, we were having like a hundred listeners, like basically on the day, on the day that we would release it. So who knows? Who knows who um, is going to listen to this? Yeah. And Eric better post this one. And... Next time we I come, of course, the Brothers Crunch will be here because who wants to listen to the drummer, really? Who wants to listen <laughs> to the drummer just talk? <laughs> I do. I don't know. I just wanted you to come over, basically. Like I hey. always say, this is just a way for me to hang out with people. Oh, it's so good. And I wrote some of those dang songs. Shucks. <laughs> Shucks. I even well, sing on a couple. The Brothers Crunch? Yeah. Um, is there... Any specific album or recordings that are going to be coming out soon? For yeah, the let's Crunch? let's um, let's release. Um, uh, I have a recording studio in my house now too, and uh, which, yeah, I talked to you a lot about when I was buying that gear and deciding what what to get. Anywho, uh, yeah, I've produced a couple few songs at this point, two of which are Brothers Crunch. One of which Dave Running has already mastered, so let's yeah, let's definitely throw that on um, either this at the end of the or whenever in this podcast or or for the Brothers Crunch one in the future. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and maybe you'll have well in the or do both. Maybe for this one we will put on Mama Said. It's called. It's a ska tune. Cool. And then maybe next one can be tapes. Yeah. Which actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yes, which is reminiscent of a of a uh, madhouse gossip. Uh, Dude, that that song though Dune. got me. 
so so yeah during that period which was like about a year ago that that you and I were were talking and I had kind of just moved back into this apartment and I wasn't writing anything I, I couldn't come up with anything and you were like got this song I'm working on you should you know maybe you can write some cool chords to it and you sent me the lyrics and I literally started reading them and just heard a fucking song in my head and I was like holy shit I and I, I started working on it like immediately even then I started working on it and then you were like well I already have like a song written and I'm like well well that yeah. and I was just like oh well okay I'm I don't I don't even want to hear your song right now because I want to work on this one. I don't even think I listened to it right away. I started working on my version that's, of lyrics that you had already written. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, that's how I had planned it myself as well. I don't know if we talked about it, but yeah, I was like take the lyrics mm. and figure something out. Yeah, maybe I on purpose didn't tell you. Yeah, cuz that's that's what I wanted. I wanted to just cool. hear your version of just Hand someone a sheet of lyrics and boom, kind of like I mean, I, maybe it was because I've, I've been listening to a ton of ton of John Lennon, and that's how he'd write. Mm. His writer Bernie would hand him a sheet of paper with lyrics, and he would just have to like. Elton John, piano. right? Yeah, yeah. That's how they wrote. Yeah, he would get a sheet of lyrics and just have to write something to it. Yeah. So I thought that that would be fun, a fun experiment. Hell yeah! And I always knew that we were we were gonna release the chords I had written, or. Or may you know, or if you had written a bridge or something, I was still almost. I don't know if I'd come up with the bridge yet or not. Mm-hmm. But anywho, Madhouse Gossip just released Eric's version, and uh, the Brothers Crunch version will be coming out soon as well. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll debut it on this fucking show when Crunch comes in. Yeah, I'm hoping at least you and Call and and maybe another person if I have if I have this new interface that can uh, hold multiple mics, it'd be cool to do like a like an acoustic like stripped down version of of something. Maybe tapes or maybe whatever you know anything. Oh yeah, that'd be super sweet. Um, for next time, for sure, for sure, yeah, yes, yeah, or um, yeah, we have yeah we have a lot of songs. We'll figure that out for sure. Yeah, it's called Tapes. Yeah, I'm really happy with that one. It's, uh, it's a lot of shout-outs from way back in the day. Yeah. You probably remember that box of tapes. And yeah. The pole but yeah, because, yeah, we were little kids, and I'd... Or, yeah, explain... Or eighth grade, maybe. maybe. explain what the song is about for, from yeah, your perspective. Yeah, it was from my perspective. Yeah, so when I was a kid... It's pretty literal. The song sounds like it's all in metaphor, but little do you know it's it's all pretty literal. Um, but yeah, it's just my brothers all moved away uh, or moved out, you know, after they turned 18. And they left, of course, all their cassette tapes from the 80s and early 90s, probably spanning like 85 to 95, basically. Yeah. Not even. 85 to 93, which is... Some of the is all my favorite music. Oh, actually, all my favorite music was probably made between eighty nine and eighty ninety three, like a four year period. Yeah, <laughs> maybe ninety four. A lot of so new you can get a little music bit of that. came out at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would. I feel like I would come to you over to your house or to school with like a tape every week. Like, dude, Fate Beck, Mellow Gold, dude. Um, you know, uh, what was the other counting crows or, uh, 
of course, the big one I thought was uh, Faith No More, The Real Thing. Kind of changed yeah. everything for me. And Alex G, too, I know. Yep. And and Eric, like, but, like, we're, yeah, I was obsessed. And I, to this day, I'm, I'm obsessed with Faith No More. I remember listening to tapes at your house, and it would be like, um, I remember hearing, like, Uncle John's band a lot. Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, Mixtapes. Sub- Sublime. Um and then like, but the, the one part I didn't realize when I was hearing all these songs for the first time was that it didn't have the natural warble from like the tape. Like the tapes were so old and worn out that they always had this like kind of kind of kind of sound. Would, it's, and I would be like, and I would hear the song later and be like, oh, that was just like the shitty old tapes that Darren had. Yes. And and but thinking that's like how it's I'm like that's how this song sounds. That's how like all of these songs sound. No, you know what I mean? Oh my god, that's so funny because I would I think it was I would dub them on this old record player that had two cassette tapes Mm. so I would make my own mixtapes like um and then I had a cd player cassette tape so I could and then I could move it over so I I could transport all these songs onto one tape but I think it was the machine that was making because it would I think it would do that with every mixtape I made so I bet it was that yeah (laughs) old crappy the record player didn't even work I was so used to it, I didn't hear the warble, and everyone used to tell me about that. That's probably why it took me years to to keep time as a drummer. I was probably I probably thought that's how music went because I oh I couldn't God. hear it. And you guys would always be like, "Dude, that's weird." That like, sounds. What are yeah. you talking about, man? That's just music. <laughs> that's wow. wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The tapes, the tapes. Yeah, and then what I where I took that song was like, because I mean your your version, I mean your song tapes is a very like it, it reminds me of like uh, I don't know, it, it's like a cross between like Grateful Dead and the Meat Puppets, Ooh. if that makes sense. Sure. And because it's got it's just harmony, it's rich with harmonies, and so just like, um. I don't know, and it's got great chords in it. The chord changes are to me unique, and and yeah, my brother Park, shout out to Park. He he's he's not even technically in the Brothers Crunch, but he helped me write the bridge. Nice. And actually, he he changed my chords to make them kind of more weird and jazzy, and like yeah, what do you call that dissonant or just Park likes that kind yeah. of off. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah, I like the chords too, though. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, yeah. no, no. But I mean, I want to like, hear. I want to hear what you guys say. But when I read the lyrics, it was like, it. Uh, I was thinking of like a kid who finds a bunch of tapes of of like all the bands that you know. Yeah, like Faith No More and and Megadeth. And then I started thinking about just Guns tape. and Roses. Yep. Metallica. Yeah. But then just thinking about that era and tapes in general and um, and looking at the lyrics, I was like, man, this could be like an angry fucking song of like uh, so a kid who finds a bunch of tapes and it warps his mind. And and, he, you know, because he gives you say a resin up, mm-hmm. resin up pipe in the rafters. I'm like, this kid starts smoking a ton of weed and listening to music. <laughs> Not weed, resin. <laughs> yeah, resin. Yeah. Anyone who was over uh, 35 will know what resin is yeah <laughs> smoking just pure <laughs> resin balls and um and who ends up going down this uh this weird dark path because you know how 
how it was in the 90s of like parental advisories and, and like music warping people and like, oh, the music made this person lose their mind and, and kill Ooh, people. Yeah. So that was the kind of like, as soon as I read it, I would like, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this yeah. is, and just like the fact <clears throat> that it was called tapes and then something just stuck out of like just saying tapes. Like tapes, and then that baseline just kind of came up with it and was like, "Yeah, you sent me back something like the next day." I feel like, or that night. Yeah, I, I worked on it that yeah. night. I, I do remember that. Like I did this on my phone, like real quick, and then it already sounded real good even on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then so, but that was a year ago, almost um, roughly a year ago. And yep. dude, I wasn't making any music, and I wasn't, I wasn't doing the shit that I should be doing every day. And that was the song that like, I was like, oh, someone asked me to write something. Boom. So I have to do this now. I, nice. ha- I have to give Darren something that he can be like, dude, that's cool. You know what I mean? And that, and then finally a year later, I've got it all set up in here to where I can actually record and produce something on my own and put it out. And so this song is like, for me, it's like, the, yeah, that's not like a the, true cover. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, for me, it's just like. Oh, this is the thing that like awoke my spirit of recording and writing Aww. again. And so like just to, just putting it out, I looked at Holly and I'm like, it's done. I was like, it's I, I finished it. I made the video and everything and I put it out. I did it. It took a year to do this. Like, this is yeah. crazy. And that was one of the songs where I'm just like, someday I'm going to get to put this out someday. Someday Good. it'll be, it'll be really cool when I do it. And I, I love it. It's like one of my favorite songs. And, and I feel like it's your song more than it is my song. <laughs> like, I feel like it is a cover in ways, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's but good I wanted to retitle it cause I didn't want to fuck with your release of tapes. So it's called, this is what they left for me, which was the line that like just kept like repeating in my head of like, Oh, yep. this is what they left like, or like you know, this is what they left for me. Oh, I found it. I found yep. this thing, and then and then later on, it like, like this is what they left for me. Like all the dreams that we all <laughs> yeah. had in the '90s, they're all gone, and and this is what I'm left with. Like, goddamn, you know, like yeah. In a way, that's the feeling. The song, yeah, because I was, my brothers are all two years apart. I was five years under them, mm. so they were long. I was, I wasn't even in high school at the same time as them. Uh, so that was kind of the feeling like, damn, like, cause I, I mean, my brothers and I got along, especially when I was getting, you know, in eighth grade, you know, getting older and able to actually hang out with them. Um, they wouldn't beat me up anymore, but, uh, <laughs> but then they were gone. The second we were becoming buddies, they were gone. Yeah. It was just me and my parents, 10 miles out of town, my cat. <laughs> You know, and a box Stitches. of tapes. Yeah, a, re- a resined up pipe hidden hidden in the. Was that the, the Al- was that the Aladdin pipe, the genie pipe? Uh, that Did I you bought it. Remember that uh, East Jordan Freedom Fest, and they oh. sold it to me when I was like twelve. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, East Jordan. Yeah, if you're listening, fucking East Jordan, baby. <laughs> I was surprised, but yeah, uh, <laughs> no, it was, it was. Who knows? It was some old. Yeah, one of Parks old random ass pipe there there yeah there's just all sorts of random sticks and stems and and papers and old pipe just hidden up in a rafter yeah oh man good old days sticks and stems baby (laughs) 
I remember going and smoking like just straight seeds. Stop it. We People made, are puking listening we, right now. Morgan and I found Stop. found a bunch of a bag of seeds <laughs> in an army in an oh, army shell case. It. You can taste it under your tongue right now. And it was all it was was stems and seeds that <laughs> it was at Crazy Richard's house and we found it and we were like, "Oh, we should smoke this." And we were just smoking seeds. And I'm, I'm like, "Do you feel high?" Like, "No." Yeah. Oh wow. The good old days of resin and seeds and stems and yes, brickweed. We di- pig fat wrote some of the best songs we ever wrote on re- on resin balls though. High on resin balls. Oh man, <laughs> just oh man. McLaren had this little tape recorder and we would just and we just had one acoustic or one or two acoustics. We'd sit in a circle, tenacious D style man, and just like <laughs> write some gold. Really good, <laughs> really good shit for uh, then, for are you sure for it a, wasn't the resin balls <laughs> for a 16 year old, 17 year old. Well, it true, was the resin true. balls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, right. It, right. Was, the it was it was because of the resin balls that it it was actually it was good. a genre. Yeah, <laughs> we had breakthroughs into new new. We found the voice of the band, I feel like. Mm, yeah, that does make <laughs> sense, actually. <laughs> It got a little sillier. Well, shit, it was already pretty silly. Yeah. God, I hope this is still recording. Probably not. I haven't checked Check in a while. Check one, two. The screen went off probably a while ago. Maybe we should uh, wrap this up and see if it worked. Uh, how long has it been? Do you know? It's been two hours? Oh, shit. Well. Wow. <laughs> well, I thought we were still below an hour, too. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Well, yeah, we should probably wrap it up. And um, is there anything you want to, other than, so let's see, December 3rd and 4th, Darren is going to be playing with the Brothers Crunch and uh, Glow Stick Willie at Union Street Station. December 3rd and 4th from 10 to 1.30. It is a $5 cover, but you should be paying a lot more, actually. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. I'll, I'll try to have T-shirts and, and, and hoodies ready at that show, too, nice. to stay warm in the winter, because we've been slacking on hmm, clothing merch for, like, probably well over a year. It's probably been two fucking years, just like we thought it was one hour. It's yeah. probably been t- two years. It happens, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, shout out to DJ Cabo. Um, love you. And, uh, yeah. yeah, man. Um, oh, and uh, I want to do a song. I want to do a ape shit meets Brothers Crunch song. Yeah. Sometime soon with That'd like. Be fun. So like, Eric used to be a hip hop producer when he was in high school, <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it was really good. Uh, he's modest. It was really good. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to do. I want to do like a hip hop song for the next album, and uh, that's singer of. Galactic Sherpas, P. Fatty, singer Pistol Lips, the singer Brothers Crunch, and the singer Sloppy Lizzy. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all on the same track. That's what I want to do. That would be fun. We should do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to get you to say it on had saying it on air, so now it has to happen. <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean, I could edit it out, but no, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's totally do it, dude. Um, dude. That would be sick. I'm hearing Outcast. I'm hearing Sleepy Brown, P Fatty, yeah, yeah. or and or Eric, Sleepy Brown, Hooks. <laughs> I'm hearing rapping, kind of Atlanta meets Michigan flavor. Uh, okay, funk hop. 
Bone yeah. crunching funk. Yes. Laughing, bumping in your trunk. Dang. Dude, well, I, I still know. There's so many. The party's rocking. We still rock. Yeah. Uh, Darren used to write some badass, uh, and he still does. But he, like, Bone, crunching <laughs> funk, blasting, bumping, bumping in, in your, your trunk. trunk. He's chopping styles, turning wild, uh, turning dials. All the whilst we getting drunk. Fuck the, that clock and clocks not talking. Not the tick, not tick. Fuck the clock. Know. The party's rocking. The tick, not tick. The tick is talking. <laughs> we back in town. Y'all hear that song? And Chopper Bob, <laughs> Chopper Bob is up in your town. Yeah, and and it goes on. Yeah, it keeps going and going. Oh my God! And we don't buy nothing. In fact, we growing trees out in the back, smoke a bowl, cruise the town, blasting reggae, getting, getting down, down. <laughs> getting down. <laughs> we used to come up with the stupidest <laughs> fucking raps, but also they were really good. And <laughs> I'm I'm not a I've never been a great singer. I'm not a natural singer, so rap was the only way that. <laughs> I was able to start and I've kind of learned how to kind of fake singing kind of kind of like uh I've never really loved when Anthony Nikita sings and that's, oh, yeah, that's yeah. probably me <laughs> but worse than I see what you're saying. but yeah um but thank God for rap like getting into hip-hop and rap because that allowed me to at least start trying to learn and all my stuff's kind of based off that because Drummer wrote half them songs on that last Crunch album. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Um, so yeah, everybody should check out the. What was the, the latest Crunch album name? Uh, they're all self-titled, but okay. that. <laughs> and they, they, each one has an animal on the cover. So that's the. That is the. If I can remember, the mantis is on the cover. Oh yeah, yeah. As well as my dog Midas's paws. So yeah, check out. Um, the Brothers Crunch stuff on Spotify, iTunes, and all that, and then go see them live December third and fourth um, at Union Street, ten to one thirty, five dollar cover. And yeah, man, thanks for the shirt and the posters, and uh, mm. let's make some steaks. Oh, it's steak time! Steak time. My, it's uh, mine's mid rare, so mid rare won't take long at all, baby. You got it. All right, thanks to uh, thanks to Eric, and thanks to. Uh, Rep your set. <laughs> yeah, I um everyone here at Rep Your Set. Everyone here. Love you. Yeah. You. I love that dude. Thank you. All right. All right, thank you. That old lady, she's the coolest. <laughs> I don't know what she does here. <laughs> she's just always like, It's cold. I'm like, how did you get in? <laughs> Do you even work here? You don't pay any of us. There's uh, no water in your mop bucket, lady. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that's another episode of Rep Your Set, the the longest one to date, and the first one back with another actual person in the room. So, thank you, Darren, for coming. It's been fun, man. You're welcome. Up. We can edit out all the admissions to illegal things we did, and it'll cut it down to like 45 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna keep them all. But anyway. <laughs> You guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure that you uh, rate this if you can, like on uh, iTunes and Spotify. I don't know if you can. Follow it, though, if you could. And then, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. And uh, all right. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.